All right, this is Road to a Billion, quarter three recap, and we have a lot to go over specifically. I'm going to give as much value as possible with talking about the biggest tips over the past three months that I've learned in the categories of health, wealth, and happiness. Now, if this is the first time you're seeing my channel, my name is Luke Lentz. I run a company called Heike Enterprises LLC. We're basically a public relations firm that helps the top 1% of industry leaders level up their digital brands through press and social media. And so if you're interested in leveling up your digital brand, you can check out our website links uh, in the description below. But in this video, it's not about that. It's more on the personal side of things from everything that I've learned over the past three months from running this eight-figure agency uh, as a 23, now 24-year-old. So number one is the health category. And I have three top tips from this. So number one is a lot of people know what they shouldn't be eating, but they eat it anyways. For myself, some of the things that I know I shouldn't be eating is processed food, seed oils, staying far, far away as much as possible from that, and really staying to a whole foods diet. And I know there's so many different diets out there, and it can lead to so much confusion, especially as you start to learn more about the diets and what's best for you. And really the best diet is the diet that you can stay on forever because consistency is everything in life. And balance is a huge part where you don't wanna be restricting yourself so heavily of something if you know you can't stay consistent with that forever. So what I found success with is just limiting myself to a whole foods diet. And you can make whole foods taste amazing if uh, you have a great person who can cook it. For example, my girlfriend is an amazing cook and she cooks only with whole foods and it's been amazing with no seed oils. Even with eating whole foods, there's specific times of the day that are most optimal for me to eat. For example, carbs in the morning don't work well for me at all. And it actually just like shuts me down where it creates an insulin spike and I get tired immediately. Maybe you can resonate with that. The next thing is making sure I hit about 200 grams of protein. I, I noticed that especially when I'm working out daily, uh, protein is absolutely unbelievable for building muscle mass. And so I always stay around basically one gram per pound of body weight so that I can stay lean, but then uh, also be building muscle and never losing muscle. Number three is having a gym close by to the place that you're living. I had a, my gym a block away from where we're living. And this is a huge component in terms of a very motivating factor to want to work out because it's so close by. And as soon as I have a dip in say work productivity at any point during the day, I just have to walk down the block, can get a workout in, can go to the sauna, cold plunge, have a full recovery, way more productive afterwards, and then feel really good about myself about completing a workout every single day. So that's a huge component of the health side of things. Next on, we're going to get into wealth. Number one with wealth is having absolutely no distractions. Now, I know this heavily by over the course of the past eight years of entrepreneurship, getting pulled in different directions. And as you scale up in terms of your revenue numbers, being pulled into directions of bigger and better opportunities. And so having to say no to those opportunities is extremely difficult when those opportunities are way bigger than you could have ever imagined coming your way when you were just starting out. And what I'm just focusing on is just being 100% dialed in on high key and the one business and 
100% on that for the next 10 plus years because I know no matter what, if I focus just on this one business and this one brand that we've already been focusing on for eight years, we already have product market fit. And so it's really just about releasing constraints to the business, getting more higher level talent leadership team in place, and then scaling this literally to the moon. Number two is inside the business, working on the biggest bottlenecks. And this is a huge thing in, in terms of a perspective shift is you can work on any number of things in your business. There's unlimited things to work on in any single business. It's what are the aspects that are the highest return on your resources that you allocate? And so there's a spectrum in terms of all of the problems that you have in your business, if you were to list every single one out, and which are the highest value problems that you can work on that would yield the highest returns. And so really learning about uh, dialing in with your leadership management team on what the biggest constraints bottlenecks of the business are and attacking those at top priority. Number three is learning that a recruiter isn't just necessarily for a massive business. And I always thought about this as having a recruiting department or bringing on a recruiter is for these massive businesses or specifically for recruiting agencies. But what I've learned is with our business, our biggest bottleneck over the past several months was not bringing enough sales reps. And the reason we haven't had enough sales reps is because we weren't able to take enough interviews. And the reason we weren't able to take enough interviews is because we only have one sales manager. And so that sales manager can only have so many interviews scheduled on their calendar. And so bringing on recruiter released that bottleneck where the recruiter is able to take all of the initial prospecting interviews where we can weed out so many people that would never have a chance being on a sales team and then they can book up the next level of interviews, which is a far majority less onto our sales manager calendar. And we can therefore have way more interviews and then way more people who are coming onto the sales team. Number three is happiness. And I finally learned that money doesn't buy happiness and what that term means. Basically what it means, money can buy a lot of things in life. Money can buy nice toys, money can buy a lot of these things that give you large dopamine hits and maybe happiness in the short term. But in the long run, all of those things that you buy, those materialistic things, they're, they're fleeting in terms of the happiness levels they bring for the long term. Now, what money also does is it releases the problems associated with money. And so then after you get past that barrier of what is enough money to live freely is then you're left with every single other problem in life that doesn't revolve around money. A huge thing that I learned is the thing that brings me a lot of happiness in life is the aspect of having complete freedom. And what I realized is once I started accumulating more money, that that freedom was diminished. And what the perspective shift was, was when I was first starting out, I had absolutely nothing to lose. And so when I was working every single day or maybe investing my money on the side or anything like that, I wasn't afraid of losing anything. And so I was able to take unbelievable risks and having the freedom to really do whatever I pleased and risk it all, so to speak, which I found a lot of fun in. But now we've gone to a level where we're at a fairly high echelon for like our age groups. And so I don't want to lose what I have. And it kind of comes up as like a feeling of restricting freedom. Number two is traveling is my key to unlocking creativity. I find traveling as a reset where if I'm back home and I'm starting to develop bad habits or maybe not working out as much as I want to be or doing anything that 
I know I shouldn't be doing. When I travel, I use it as a reset period where I'm in a new place around new people, a new gym, new work area that I can use as a clean slate. I can reset my weekly, monthly, yearly goals, mainly based off of my personal side of things. And I notice that I get way more accomplished in a very short period of time traveling because I'm able to use it as a full reset. Number three is being true to my own word. I notice that I can be very, very harsh to myself and a lot of high performers hold themselves at very high standards. A good example of this is I'm in a very big content era, so I'm holding myself to a very high standard of the amount of content I want to be outputting. But when I'm overly harsh on myself or I set unrealistic standards on myself, then I get to a point of being not happy with the things that I've been doing. A huge thing that I've been doing, for example, with content, where it's a very creative activity, you have to be very free flowing. You don't want to restrict yourself in a box around creating content. I've realized that if I set a goal across a specific time frame, so if I said I want to create this much content across the entire week, it gives me the opportunity where I can rearrange my schedule in the case that I'm not able to create that content.